brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. Okay, uh, this week we're going to be talking about secrets and how to reveal and embrace all of you. You know, uh, George Orwell said, uh, if you want to keep a secret, you must also hide it from yourself. And this is exactly what people do. We hide secrets by making them unconscious. We make them unconscious by piling thought after thought on top of the secret. So, you know, this can have ramifications. So, you know, a secret is something that is kept hidden. We all know about secrets. There are quite a variety. They're good secrets, those that, you know, you keep about a surprise party or a special gift you have for someone you love. Or Good secrets can also be the confidences we keep for others that will not cause them harm. You know, therapists keep secrets. Uh, siblings keep secrets. Employees keep secrets. Families, friends keep secrets. There's secrets about the past that one or two people may know but keep private out of respect for you. And there's also bad secrets as well. And, and, you know, this show is more about the bad secrets. And the bad secrets are the ones that truly affect us. They are those things that usually mean something is getting hurt. And in counseling, you know, like teens often ask to keep things secret that sometimes cannot or really should not be kept a secret. Sometimes these are secrets about child abuse, sexual abuse, uh, harm that has to come to a young person or someone they know. So so we're going to really take a look at this and the good and the not so good. We're going to take a look at the significance of shame, the difference between shame and guilt and all those involved anxieties, worries and fears. You know, the origins of secrets date back to the beginning of human interpersonal communication. The, 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 The soon as human beings began living in groups, it became necessary to have secrets somewhere along the way usually through some bad circumstance, a human discovered the dire consequences involved in not keeping a secret. And it may have been like taking a rock from a pile at a neighboring tribe and having used the, 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 the uh, uh, collection site for eventual tools. It may have been uh, hunger-related. It may have been part of a strategy to have uh, keep a secret. And, and uh, we have secrets as long as we have lived in groups. So secrets have a very long history. There, there are secret societies, secret rituals, secrets involved in uh, shamanism, and secrets used in, in game theory. There are also uh, secret cults, secret governments, uh, secrets with regards to spies and spying, uh, secrets in nature. Animals often build their den or nest in a concealed or secret place in order to protect their home from intruders. So animals even lie or even carry secrets. They bury their food and hide it. And uh, as an example for dogs burying a bone, squirrels hiding nuts, pack rats uh, hiding just about everything they find, including uh, bright pieces of aluminum and uh, candy wrappers. You know, people consciously keep secrets about themselves due to shame or perhaps guilt. We don't want others to know about us for fear of being judged, harmed, ridiculed, embarrassed, and even 
exiled from uh, fashion, let's say. You know, sometimes people keep secrets to themselves concerning something they cannot accept and therefore cannot fully incorporate into their knowing about their self. We also keep secrets about harmful or bad things we have done to others. Uh, Families keep secrets, and often these are secrets with dire psychological consequences for everyone. You know, so there is a huge difference between shame and guilt. You know, shame is when you feel like you've done something wrong, but you don't know what it is that you've done wrong. Guilt is when you feel you've done something wrong, and you have. And you can feel guilty about breaking into uh, a department store when you were a kid. And, and you know, y- you could have done that and carry that secret with you your whole life. You can feel shame about the way uh, someone talks to you, looks at you, or even when someone shows disapproval. So shame is, is formless. It's uh, ethereal. It's floating and it's penetrating. It's hard to wrap in one's, uh, uh, your arms around it. It's really hard to understand the complexity of what draws shame to a person. But the origin is believed to be in early childhood. It is, uh, it's, it's used by many, if not most, families to obtain obedience to authority. You know, remember if you've been told not to do something because of how it would make your mother or your father, your brother, your sister or someone else feel? You know, do you recall hearing that you needed a certain behavior because would that, what would the neighbors think? Shame is a secondary feeling related to the primary feeling of fear. And, and shame is, always involves fear, and it always involves the fear of perception or judgment. And it may not be possible to have a world without secrets. It, it may be too much information is shared. You know, do we really know everything about everyone? Well, couples often ask me if I think it is healthier for them to disclose everything to one another. And my response is absolutely not. Uh, I think secrets uh, should be shared if it's something that's going to affect the relationship. I think secrets should be shared. There should be no secrets, by the way, in a relationship once it has begun. And the other thing is, you know, if the past life, if it is just the past and if it has no significance to where you are today, there is no behaviors that follow it, then leave it alone. You know, nobody needs to know about it at this point, but if it's insignificant to today's business. Um, but once you start a relationship and once you have that, you owe it to each other because you have a shared life and those secrets can have emotional ramifications. You owe it to each other to not have secrets to each other. You know, uh, in the end, I, I think we want to make an earnest attempt at being honest with ourselves and, and we want to embrace our dark sides, our errors, our mistakes, and our miscalculations. You know, this releases shame, and with it, the secrets may no longer need to be kept. You know, when you're revealing a secret, if you're like most people, you know, you have to understand, you need to ask yourself some questions. You need to determine if the information is private or secret. You know, before it even makes sense to think about whether to reveal something, we need to figure it out by privacy, or is it a secret? Then we have to ask ourselves, does that person, the, the, the person that I want to reveal it to, really expect me to reveal this kind of information. And, and here's a very you know, delicate example. Let's say you had an abortion when you were in college. You know, a lot of women do that. D- does your new lover really expect to know this? You know, most men probably don't. But if he's deeply religious, a doctor or whatever, he might. 
So, it, you know, if he, if he doesn't expect to know it, then it's merely private and you can keep it to yourself. However, if it does expect to know this, that he flat out asks you if you've had one and you deliberately hide it from him, then you're keeping a secret. You also need to figure out whether you'd be telling it to a good person that can hold that secret. You know, this involves deciding if the other person is up to the task of responding uh, very well in a healthy way to your secret. This means that they needs to be a discreet, non-judgmental, non-rejecting as a confidant before you would consider telling them that secret. And finding a discreet confidant, that one that won't tell your secret, is not that easy. Uh, you know, we, we find that uh, confidants tell roughly two other people about emotional events that have been told. And the more emotional the event, the more likely they are to tell it. And that's why it's illegal for a therapist or a psychologist to share information that's done within the context of the room that you're in. And th- that's a healthy place to release those secrets. You know, a judgmental or non-rejecting confidant also is difficult to find because people often are motivated to reduce their own discomfort when they hear a secret. They do this instead of offering understanding and acceptance that we need. So, for instance, a a, a person may uh, reveal that they were molested, um, but they're okay right now, they say. Then later, they might become more judgmental or wonder out loud whether the molestation has messed them up sexually or emotionally. Uh, they may become rejecting or withdraw from the relationship. And, and it all depends if they did share that secret with their partner so they can help them heal. You know, uh, think about whether they are likely to discover the secret. And that's something that's very important before you reveal. You know, a, a guide for determining this is to consider how many people would know about the secret, how discreet are those people, and whether they have any contact with your partner. You also want to determine whether your secret is troubling you. And this is most important because if you're aware of the secret, and you feel that it's creating an emotional barrier between you and someone else, then you may need to find a way to tell them. And revealing may be necessary, even though they don't seem to be a good confidant. You know, you you need to think about this. Now, how do secrets hurt? You're only sick as your secrets. That's what uh, Alcoholics Anonymous often says. And And they should know, because one of the hallmarks of alcoholism or of any addict really is deception. Addicts deceive others to cover up their addiction and themselves deny that they have one, you know, which may explain why most sober alcoholics are so rigorously honest. You know, any return to the habit of deception, they believe it risks reopening the door of drinking. It's too familiar, you know, and that, that may very well be right. You know, though not all truths need to be shared with everyone or even anyone. To maintain a healthy and happy life, concealing some truths is like swallowing slow-acting poison. One's inside gradually rot. So how does one tell the difference between a kind secret that should be kept or one that shouldn't? And and perhaps a good guide would be uh, the kind of secrets that shouldn't be kept are those that allow us to behave in a way that causes harm to others and to ourselves. All too common examples of this include addiction. You know, whether it be alcohol, drugs, gambling, sex, and as well as infidelities to spouses, business partners, friends, and so on. Keeping these kind of secrets allows a very detrimental behavior to continue. And so confessing such secrets to the right person becomes much harder for the uh, harm that, that, that the secret may do. 
You know, revealing that we have a problem with alcohol or drug addiction often represents a very necessary step towards recovery. And the virtue of confessing like an infidelity, especially if they were a one-time occurrence only, is far less clear. You know, if a man cheats on his wife once, regrets it, resolves never to do it again, will he do more good than harm in confessing? Well, that depends on the person and how much they're carrying that secret and how much they have to work to conceal it. You know, a lot of people are really bad liars. And, uh, you know, one can imagine a whole bunch of results about like a... um, Uh, having an affair, such a confession, you know, in which the wife forgives him or the relationship ultimately continues to be intact after a period of healing or the scenario in which the marriage continues, but in a shattered form. And then there's a scenario where the, the, the relationship ends and it's horrible and it's painful and there's no full reconciliation, you know. So first of all, reduce your guilt, you know, though people who, who maintain such secrets do so, to prevent the last two scenarios that I listed, but you know, keeping such secrets has its costs. Though confessing by no means guarantees a release from guilt, it's likely the only way to make such a release possible. So certainly confessing, even with a genu- genuinely contrite heart, may not move the person you've hurt to forgiving you, but it also will open up an even more important possibility that you will be able to forgive yourself. And that is the most important part of this. You know, you're better off eventually confessing uh, than not, if, especially if you're struggling with who am I. You also uh, want to prevent the person or persons who would be hurting by learning the secret from finding out about it from someone else. I mean, that's huge. Revealing the secret yourself will cause pain, but having them learn it from someone else will undoubtedly cause even more because they won't be able to gain the trust back in any kind of way. You know, so you may very well risk the end of the relationship, but depending on how likely you judge it that that your secret might be revealed from other sources, you need to decide which path is riskier. You also want to reduce the number of fences, and this is called integrity. And this is the one thing to do uh, something hurtful to someone, but it's another thing to do so and keep it from them. You know, if you know something that is bad for you, say no to it. Say no to it. Find a way that you can stop gap your impulsivity and, and stop yourself from being impulsive and do an evaluation before you would jump in normally, impulsively, and make a reckless decision. So deciding not to reveal a hurtful secret is is unusually easy, while deciding to reveal it is very hard, and it's really the period of deciding that is the most painful part. But if it's a secret you're withholding from someone and who you're intimate, like a spouse, a parent, a sibling, a best friend, even if it need never come up, it represents a barrier between you and that person. And maybe you can tolerate that barrier, but simply not thinking about it. But maybe you can't, which is why a good rule of thumb by which to live your life is to try not to have any secrets at all. And that is a wonderful thing because now you can live freely. You don't have to work you, to, to, to hide things. You have nothing to worry about. And, and that is a life worth living. And if you can get your life to the point where you can have uh, you know, private moments that you don't want to share with other people, that's fine. But if they're secrets, they're going to be harmful. And that's something you want to find a way of revealing. And, you know, affairs are are interesting to study. In in the moment of the affair, a couple is focused on their feelings of love and attraction or even lust, but they have no thoughts of being bad or even being judged. 
And we hold we can't hold two ideas in our mind at the same time. So affairs are just one of many ways that people find themselves wondering what in the hell they were doing after it was too late to change the situation. The act looked one way from one point of view of love or lust, and it looked totally different from standing in judgment and humiliation. And you know, you have to look at affairs in a very strange way. Was that affair about hurting your partner? Was that affair about you fulfilling a childhood need or a repressed desire? You know, you really have to get into that because that means if it's a repressed desire, that's something that person is probably going to chronically do. And number two, it's something that they need to solve within themselves. Mm-hmm. And it is not the partner who received the affair that is having uh, uh, the problem. It, it is really the person that is doing the affair that is having the problem. You know, only once they remember that they will now be judged for their action, you know, the couple creates a bond of secrecy as well as a shared separation from the people they believe will judge them. And this situation has deep roots in childhood. You know, as children, we follow our feelings naturally and eventually following our love, our curiosity, our passions get us judged. And we carry that into our adult life. We are very curious creatures. And so, yes, we tend to have childhood issues that bring us into adulthood, making childhood very stupid decisions. And this happens, and we shouldn't be ashamed of it. You know, what we should do is understand that I have a problem and I want to solve it. And that gives comfort when you're in a situation as a couple where you're taking accountability for your secret and you're also saying, I need to heal, I need to fix. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to continue to talk about curiosity and how people are conditioned to tell secrets. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Hi, I'm Sam Nussbaum, WellPoint's Chief Medical Officer. 
we proudly support the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together to provide children with a healthier start in life. Visit marchofdimes.org. tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the uh, secrets and how to reveal them and how to think them, think them through and how to, to decide what secrets actually are uh, potentially going to be damaging to our life in, in this at this point. And so, you know, one of the things that you have to understand is there's a lot of mental baggage and beliefs that, that most – of the things people judge don't really merit judgment. And, and some things that we don't judge, like squashing someone's curiosity or innocence or, or do merit, you have to understand we are, for, for the most part, experiential learners. That means we experience something and then we learn from it. And some people don't learn from it. Some people do. Most of us remember a time when we were playing, having fun. We got into trouble. We may even come to associate fun and punishment if it happened too often, and then we repeat the situation later in life, and, and the names and the situation have changed and gotten much more serious, but the feelings and emotions match an earlier confusing events from our past. And so sadly, even our personal history tends to repeat itself, especially if we had to hold secrets and it had a sense of energy and endorphins that we get from hiding that secret from our parents. You know, children appear to have broken two social rules. They disobeyed and then they lied about disobeying. And they obviously saw no harm in peeking at a toy. They probably saw it as something fun like playing hide and seek and they still had curiosity and a pure childlike curiosity is a quality of the heart. And, and there's certainly no bad intention in their behavior. So curiosity is the life force that drives us to crawl, to stand, to walk, to learn, to dream. Love, curiosity, creativity doesn't exist in the same perspective as rules, beliefs, and secrets. And this gets us into trouble because those are two different areas of the brain. And, and what the children lacked is the ability to predict that someone would ask them if they peaked. They lacked the ability to predict judgment. They lacked the ability to predict consequences of their disobedience. And they lacked the blind obedience. And so by being conditioned, people have been so conditioned to believe that they are born sinful and that they often look astounded when we say that's not true. You know, children often prove the point. They are innocent. They have no ability whatsoever to predict a consequence uh, because of what they've done. And, and so they see a fun world, probably feel life force flow through them as they, as they do something that they may not know is a bad thing. And later they learn the, that that experiment really didn't uh, result in something good and they may have gotten punished. But we learn that there are consequences for disobedience from punitive-minded adults, parents, 
teachers in our lives that teach us to obey their rules. And so most of these rules are just conveniences for their benefit. And we're taught that keeping them happy and unemotional is our mission in life. Sadly, this experiment really is not Uh, a very good thing, especially when a child is before five years old and being taught to basically lie. You know, we're not born with a sense of right and wrong. It's a man-made invention. We borrow it from adults and authority figures in our life. And we don't realize as children that right and wrong is subjective. We don't realize the judges are often wrong. Right and wrong separate us. As innocent children, we cannot understand separation. We have to learn it. So sadly, people go out of their way to teach it to us. And once it's learned, we try to find ways to heal the separation. And and we miss the oneness. You know, affairs and don't tell anyone secrets appear to cure the pain of separation because we focus on the secret bond where judgment doesn't exist. We go into that land of childhood in an affair, let's say, where basically it doesn't exist. We deny the separation from the world. We deny the judgment. And the fact is that that the separation we create is so much bigger than the bond demonstrates an incredible pain of being judged. You know, the truth is, especially with these one-time affairs, these events, are not nearly as important to the person who had the affair as they are to the person who learns about the affair. And so we fear judgment so much that we allow it to take our power, our authenticity, our freedom, but we can let our self-judgment go and we can recognize that judgment of others came from their beliefs, their opinions, and their self-serving rules, their perceptions of the truth. That doesn't mean it is the truth. And so what we have to do is we have to forgive ourselves for the things that we've done first. And to forgive yourself, you have to examine your intentions. And by understanding what those intentions are and rightly understanding the consequences of those intentions, then you're going to be able to help resolve within yourself and be able to be able to tell that secret to the person because you're the mirror they're going to see it through. In truth, when when a man projects their judgment or a person projects their judgment on others and starts making others the keeper of their fate, they take a long, hard fall. When we turn our judgment inward and we start to judge our thoughts, our actions, all, we, it all starts to make sense. And we see the intention that drove us to do what we do. We find our inner goodness. We slowly return to innocence and curiosity. And we're still obedient, but not to others with stupid beliefs and rules. We obey our heart. And that realization puts us back on the path to oneness where separation doesn't exist and secrets are unnecessary. You know, it would, it would be wonderful for us to drop our unnecessary rules and beliefs and judgments and understand that life is very gray. We are flawed. We do make bad decisions. We don't have all the evidence. We don't always understand consequences. We oftentimes are way too emotional. We may have a genetic disorder that makes us too emotional. Whatever that is, it doesn't mean that we're all bad people. We do bad things, but it doesn't mean we're all bad people. That Once again, that goes back to intentions. All right. 
Now, looking at secrets and your health, whether it's a, a racy act from your college days or a child's confession that you promised not to share with your spouse or the revelation of your best friend's affair, by midlife, you're probably carrying around a number of secrets. But whether you realize it or not, they're getting heavier all the time, especially the juicy ones, and they could be threatening your health. So, you know, a lot of neuroscientists believe it's biologically better for us to confess our secrets or better just refuse to uh, to carry someone else's. And the reason is holding on to them puts the brain in a very awkward and compromising position. You know, the 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 uh, cingulate uh, cortex, essentially our emotional responses, is wired to tell the truth. And this logic lobe, I would call it, signals other regions of the brain to share information so it can move on to more important functions. And so like learning. But when you keep a secret locked inside, you don't allow the cingulate to perform its natural functions. Instead, the cortex becomes stressed. And so holding lots of secrets makes that part of the brain, that emotional part of the brain, get depressed, get, get in, get, gets funked out, and your concentration can go. So when you choose to hold a secret, your brain's, and that means even a person, another person's secret, your brain's uh, orbital prefrontal cortex stimulates in your mind just how bad sharing the secret will be and imagining all the positive negative outcomes and the prefrontal cortex is involved in decision making. It, it does complex thought and, and deception. And in those two regions are at cross purposes. And so the complication becomes a very emotional burden because your logical part of your brain is telling you tell the secret and your emotional brain is telling you don't tell the secret. Your prefrontal cortex wins a battle within your brain over keeping a secret and the pressure it causes in the cingulate cortex leads your body to ramp up production of stress hormones and this is called a fight or flight response and it's often triggered when we feel anxiety or fear and if you know that you find, I don't know if you've ever experienced where you had a big secret and all of a sudden it's about to be revealed and you know it, you get a big rush. And this, this cortisol that goes through our body impacts our memory, our blood pressure, our gastro, uh, gastrointestinal tract, and our metabolisms. And these can cause an enormous problem in our life. The bigger the secret, the riskier your perceptive, your, your per, uh, perceive its protection. The more intense the conflict within your brain, resulting in higher anxiety and a more potent fight or flight effect. So sleep may be disturbed which could lead to emotional mood swings and a propensity to be ill-tempered and lose your cool. And so this living in secrets is a horrible way to spend your life. You know, by the way, spiking cortisol levels have been linked to a weakened immune system, osteoporosis, increased blood pressure, loss of collagen in the skin, and that can lead to deeper wrinkles and a loss of elasticity. And so despite the dangers, keeping secrets is part of our nature. Even when there is a risk involved in keeping the secret, we believe there is a greater risk in its disclosure, and that meaning the psychological community. Not all secrets bring us stress. Some secrets are useful, even pleasant, like a child's gift or a spouse's party. But as long as the secret isn't hurting you or anyone else, it isn't perceived by you as being a bad thing. But if a friend tells you something that's weighty, that does. That carries that level of stress in your brain, and it puts your brain in an emotional conflict. You know, lying can hurt you. We are a nation of liars. You know, we're a world of liars. Americans tell an average of 11 uh, lies, both big and small, each week. Most of us lie because we're trying to sidestep something uncomfortable. 
you know, you can always tell people that have lots of lies in their life because they do not like conflict. They don't know how to do conflict. They're very scared of conflict, and therefore they carry a heavy burden of lying within themselves. And they're usually white lies, but they add up. You know, very often people lie so no one will be mad at them. And other times they they fudge the truth to better themselves, impress someone, or escape punishment or other consequences. And, 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 you know, some people lie. They're, They're more prone to feeling anxious or sad. And they have headaches, runny noses, bouts of diarrhea, and back pain. And when people change their ways and start telling the truth more often, they can improve their mental and physical health. You know, there was a uh, Notre Dame study that looked at about 110 people ranging from 18 to 71. And over a period of 10 weeks, half the participants agreed to try to stop telling lies, major and minor, from the duration of the test. The other half received no special instructions. The subjects took weekly polygraph tests to assess the number of of types of lies they told in the previous week. And those who were instructed to dramatically reduce reduce lies experienced significant better health than the group that continued to lie. Um, This is why lying makes you sick, because you know it's wrong to lie. Doing so goes against what you deem is right. It builds anxiety. The anxiety increases as you keep from being caught, and a person who lies doesn't want to be found out, and they do the same thing over and over again. Well, if you want to have psychotic people in your life, lie to them. You know, truth is what is so important, and trust is what is so important to all relationships. All arguments in all relationships are trust issues. Well, lying and being a serial liar does not help you. You know, the power of telling you the truth is j- just as you try to eat well, get regular exercise, maintain your overall health, you need to develop a healthy habit of telling the truth. People need to experience the feeling of freedom and strength and allow themselves to understand they do not control the emotions of the person who's receiving the information. They are not responsible for how Mm -hmm. they feel. You are responsible for how you feel. And that's the only thing you control. So not worrying about your secret, you know, understanding that you live in the truth. You're allowing yourself to be free and fully yourself. You know, family secrets can be really detrimental, and and it's true that every family has its secrets. However, it is the content of the secret that really counts. Secrets can be small and insignificant, like planning a a birthday celebration or a trip to Disneyland. You know, those type of secrets and their keepers don't really cause any harm. On the other hand, traumatic, painful, or life-changing secrets potentially can damage the entire family's mental health and well-being for a long, long time. So you keep your family secrets. If you do that, here's why it might be harmful to continue doing it. The most frequent kept secrets within a family include, but are not limited to, finances, serious health issues, death, and impending divorce. You know, why keeping a family secret from the outside world may be advisable in some instances for privacy or protection, keeping secrets within the family can be very problematic. And here's some other issues that oftentimes hold themselves within families. Molestation and, and, and reported molestation. It's sad, but a lot of parents will deny, deny, deny if it's a family member, yet the family members are the ones that actually more often do those things. And it's sad, but that's what people do. And they'll keep that family secret and it just poisons them. 
you know, keeping secrets can destroy relationships within a marriage, any significant adult relationship, it can cause a breakdown in communication. So the bond between the adults may be irreparable, uh, irreparably harmed and cause harm to the children because they're the true victims of those secrets. You're affecting your child's life and your spouse's life and your own life when you carry secrets. You know, keeping secrets can affect children's lives. You know, from childhood, it can be very, you know, you need to think things very through. You need not to leave, leave an impulsive life as an adult. You know, you have to teach your, your, your children how to control impulsivity. They are extremely perceptive and they become, become alarmed and anxious if they sense something serious in nature is being hidden from them. And the most damaging scenario, which is sometimes the case, be, be if one or more of the children in the family believe they are somehow personally responsible for what undercurrent is going on. And it's amazing that kids will feel that because a lot of parents use guilt and shame to make them feel responsible for everything and make sure they don't do stuff. So they take on the idea that they're wrong and they've done something to cause this issue in the family. You know, it, it, can, it can also cause suspicion and resentment. You know, keeping secrets within a family can ignite feelings of suspicion and resentment among family members. So we would all like to believe that those closest to us can be trusted but those we love and respect say that, you know, what they mean and that what they say is truthful. But trust is severely compromised when family members learn us that a secret, especially one that is compounded by a lie, has been hidden from them. You know, keeping secrets can cause a false sense of reality. You know, keeping secrets within a family can create a sense of uh, reality, especially among children. Children learn about the world from the adults' behaviors. So when eventually they're told the truth, either by a parent or worse, by someone outside the family, their world may feel shattered. So secrets' impact on children can be very profound, regardless of age. So parents who habitually keep secrets from their children should keep in mind the possibility that such behavior could very well be repeated in, in, in uh, future generations. Keeping secrets also can cause illness. You know, traumatic secrets can result in excessive stress or guilt from a person carrying the burden of that knowledge, even when that silence is thought to be the best possible option for all concerned. Physical symptoms such as anxiety, headaches, backaches, digestive problems can occur when disturbing secrets are internalized rather than shared, especially over a long period of time. So persons harboring such discomfort often turn to alcohol or other addictive substances to mask it. And it's important to remember that both the person keeping the secret as well as those who live with the secret, uh, the secret keeper, including the, the young children, can experience similar physical, mental health issues. All right, that's we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk more about family secrets, revealing secrets, and all kinds of other stuff about how to get someone to even tell you a secret. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856. 
or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about secrets and how to reveal them and how to process the idea of, of carrying a secret and what that does to you. You know, as a family therapist, I'm a, a professional secret keeper. You know, I'm often the, the very first person with whom someone shares uh, risks telling some of their uh, long-held secrets. And so several decades that I've worked helping people struggling with secrets has taught me that they have an awesome, uh, if not a paradoxical, power to unite people and to divide people. You know, it, it, we live in a culture who who messages about secrecy are truly confounding. You know, if cultural norms often once made shameful secrets out of too many events in human life, we're now struggling with the reverse, the assumption that telling secrets no matter how, when, or to whom is morally superior to keeping them and it is automatically healing. You know, in my own experience, however, it has shown me that telling secrets is the wrong way or at the wrong time can be remarkably painful and destructive. And so a lot of the work in therapy is guiding to how to do, uh, you know, telling that and how to reveal. You know, secrets can sabotage a family. Although we encounter, and we're talking at this point about family secrets, you know, uh, they, they, are, uh, they encounter secrets in every way of life, but they're perhaps the most destructive in the home. You know, families are support systems and our identity and our ability to form close relationships with others depends upon the trust and communication we feel with our loved ones. So if family members keep secrets from each other or the outside world, the emotional fallout can last a lifetime. You know, here's some ways that that family secrets scar us. They can divide family members, permanently estrange them. They can discourage individuals from sharing information with anyone outside the family and inhibiting uh, formation of intimate relationships. They also can freeze development. You know, think about this. If you get married, you're going to bring that person into your family. They're not going to have that history. They're not going to have that understanding that's going to be very hard for you to, to hide that from your part, the partner you're bringing in. They also discourage individuals from sharing information with anyone outside the family. You know, uh, they, they freeze development at critical points in life, preventing growth of, of a person's self and their identity. They also lead to painful miscommunication within a family that causes very unnecessary guilt and doubt. You know, a person who seeks to undo damage caused by family secrets must accept that revealing a secret is not a betrayal but a necessity. Luckily, as you see, it's never too late to do so. 
You know, so not all secrets are destructive. Many essential to establishing bonds between two people. When 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 siblings keep secrets from their parents, for example, they attain a sense of independence and a feeling of closeness. But the creation of any secret between two people in a family actually forms a triangle. And, and it always excludes or involves another. So when family members suspect that important information is being withheld from them, they pursue the content of the secret in ways that often violate privacy. So a mother reads her daughter's diary. The husband rifles through his wife's purse. Uh, relationships corrode with suspicion. So conversely, family members may respond to a secret with silence and distance, which affects areas of life that have nothing to do with the secret. They have now developed a coping skill. Either way, the secret wedges a boulder between those who know it and those who don't. So to remove the obstacle, families have to break the triangle formation. That means that they have to lower judgment and look at intentions. Lower judgment and look at intentions. Well, how do you look at intentions? Very simple. Very simple. It's called the land of forgiveness. What and how questions. How did you decide to do this? What was it you did? Instead of attacking the event that you're holding secret, attack the intention. If you can do that, you can find forgiveness. You know, secrets come in countless shapes and sizes. So, you know, they're held for reasons that are, are very notable and they're held for reasons that are very shameful. And they can be individual value or they can be worldwide value. But regardless of which category your secret fits into, we can probably agree on one thing. Secrets are powerful. So revealing a secret can provide transparency to a relationship with leads to closeness that may have previously been lacking. You know, sharing that hidden piece of information that has a potential to remove an unnecessary burden and allow you to live happier, more stress-free existence, it can either alert others to danger that they're facing as a result and help them avoid disaster. So, you know, like, like a, a knife that can be used to make dinner. A, a secret also can create pain and destruction. So you, you, you may have heard loose, li- leaps, uh, loose lips sink ships, but some undisclosed information once revealed can produce untold damage. So if you're decided it's time to spill the beans, there are many things to consider. For one, there's a when and where issue. Should it be done in a planned manner or impulsively before the moment passes? You could choose a public venue or offer the information behind closed doors. You could vent without giving consideration to the listener, or you could act selflessly and restrain. Selfishly and restrain. Sorry about that. One thing will give you comfort. History is strewn with examples of people who have shared their secrets. While there are many, uh, there's not really a manual on the subject, but there's definitely a body of research to draw from. So, whoever said that there's strength in numbers, you know, basically failed. Because there's no, uh, there's no ability to understand completely how someone is going to receive. You know, if you're concerned that revealing your secret in private could lead to violence, at, at very least a heated argument, then choose a public location. You know, say like a coffee shop. To disclose the information, it also has its ups and downs. So if you openly reveal the secret in a large group of people, you may get the support of the vast number of those people and as a result be able to handle the fallout from the rest. So the weight and the pros and the cons of a public and private setting can make a decided difference in your outcome. You know, a pr- procrastination is also natural. W- when a difficult thing is in front of you, it's understandable that you'll be inclined to put it off. But unfortunately, the longer you wait 
and the harder that task will become. So this, and that's because of all the emotional projection you're putting into it. And same goes for secrets. For instance, you know, a little bit of information that you swear you'll share with a friend or a loved one, it can end up being a stored away for a lot of years. And, and create a bigger and bigger problem and an unnecessary daily concern for you. You, you know, many people are like best friends for, with someone for a very long time. And all of a sudden, there's a secret. And they're ashamed to share that secret with that friend. And all of a sudden, they're gone. And the person that is the friend that doesn't have the secret, doesn't know the secret, is like, what happened? What's going on? Well, there's something that they don't want to do. They don't want to tell them something. You know, of course, there's limits to your approach. But you have to weigh the pain in sharing the secret. But sooner the pain is felt, the sooner the healing process begins. You know, pain is a reminder that you're still alive. So, you know, visualize, you know, visualization when you're revealing is imagining how a scenario could play out and how you'll respond. It, it's used by athletes and sports psychology. It's used by business people, politicians, public speakers. So by doing test runs in your mind, you're better able to handle the situation appropriately, which leads to the best possible outcome. If you're thinking of sharing a secret, picture in your head how that secret might be received. Take it to extremes. Imagine everything from shouting and crying to laughter and relief. You don't know for certain what's going to happen. So possible eventuality needs to be explored. Forget what you think you know. And when secrets are revealed, people can act uh, unpredictably. So how might you diffuse the situation if it becomes intense? Well, how show appreciation and receive the information, you know, try if you're receiving the information, try to receive it with open arms and compliment the person for actually revealing the secret. But you don't want to drop a bomb on someone you care about and then be unprepared to handle the questions. You know, is there even the slightest possibility that secret you think uh, may not be true? Or if what you think you know ends up being false, the damage for sharing that secret also may have uh, do some damage. So we have to also look when we're revealing, what's our motivation? It's not overly self-involved, uh, you know, to reveal a secret that we know is going to hurt someone. You know, that is a wonderful thing. If you can understand that your motivation is to help heal a situation that you may have caused, that's, that's a great idea. That's a great thing. You know, you, you want to clear your, your conscience, and that's how important. Now, how to get someone to tell you a secret? No, many people have secrets about things uh, themselves that they don't want others to know. And these secrets can be something as simple as they have a new job to a more serious matters as a divorce. But getting someone to tell you their secret can be difficult. So if you want someone to open up, you need to build trust in showing that you can keep secrets. And this may get them to tell you the secret. So you also, you, to, to begin with, if you want to get someone to share with you, you want to enjoy very sincere conversations. You have, want to cover a range of topics, talking about meaningful things that can help the other person consciously connect with you and have positive feelings. You also want to be a good listener, and that means somebody that doesn't talk over them. You want to listen intently and closely to what they're saying during your conversations and reference, reference what they've said at other times you talk, which shows them that you are paying close attention to them and their needs. And uh, I'll notice differences in their tone or demeanor, which may indicate they're hesitant about something or it's difficult for them. So you can great, gently probe by asking, is everything all right? If you don't push them to tell anything, which is uh, they're uncomfortable, 
This shows them that you're trustworthy and you're genuinely there for them. You also want to talk about yourself too. Make sure to talk about yourself during your conversations. You want to give little bits of information about you as you feel comfortable, which can turn them uh, at ease and show that they can confide and trust in you. And so, you know, looking at that, you want to discuss different topics with with them, including uh, serious and lighthearted matters. Now, this is a lot about like talking to a friend, but I will tell you this. If you incorporate this kind of energy and communication into your relationship or your marriage, you're going to find that you're not going to have an environment where you need to have secrets. Things are going to be a lot easier because you guys are communicating not only as sexual partners, but as best friends. Not only as financial partners, but best friends. And that is huge. That is what keeps people together. And that's what keeps an honest relationship is healthy marriage or relationship communication. You know, sharing really establishes a relationship of trust between people, especially if both people are comfortable and talking about themselves. You know, if you're going to uh, if you're going to uh, get someone to tell you a secret, you also want to be reliable. You want, you want to make sure to be there and honor commitments with that person. This shows them that they can rely on you at, at a time, including telling and keeping secrets. So you want to you want to make sure if if you can't honor something, you give them plenty of notice and make uh, explain the circumstances, and then you want to apologize. You also want to show your independence. In conversations and interactions, show your friend that you are independent and able to think for yourself, that you're not somebody that is subjected to stress or, you know, coercion, and you basically break. You want to show that you're your own person and you make your own decisions. You also assert your own opinions without being overbearing, and you show them that you can hold your own with others. Um, You also want to maintain discretion. You know, the best way to gain your friend's trust and get them to tell you secrets is to maintain complete discretion in all matters as they discuss with you. That means you, divul- you, you avoid divulging information they've told you to other people or make light of it in conversations with that person. You, you want to also ask them. If you see it there, you want to ask them to divulge. If, if you know your friend has a secret, just let them tell you, no matter their decision. Now, once again, you don't want to be carrying around somebody's secrets all the time. But what you want to do in a healthy way is if you see something that your friend is having trouble with or your partner is having trouble with, you want to be available to let them release that so they don't have to carry that energy. The other thing is if they're telling you a secret, stay silent. You know, no matter the temptation, if the secret is very happy or very serious, do not divulge your friend's or your partner's secret in any, in any event. Keep your bond with them and support them because you're just trying to help. You know, if you feel the need to divulge the secret, you really want to seek an authority figure and make it clear that you need advice on handling a situation. Consider speaking to a professional, a lawyer, a, a psychologist, a police officer about the secret and how to handle it. And you also want to uh, share your own secret. You know, it's important for you if you're going to be with somebody that uh, for a long period of time, a friend, a partner, a relationship, a marriage, you want to show that you can reveal secrets. All right, that's our show. Our next show is Understanding Schizophrenia. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Get your feedback drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or Twitter at drgbmft. Now remember, the key to a successful marriage 
is to keep his stomach full and his balls empty. Now, that's advice for women. And also, Starbucks isn't really that expensive when compared to what you pay at Victoria's Secret per cup. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. We'll be right back.